Welcome to this episode of Special Ed Rising, the podcast, No Parent Left Behind, a show aimed at parents and caregivers of children along the spectrum of disabilities, but welcomes siblings, teachers, healthcare professionals, and anyone interested in learning about topics from the world of exceptional needs, educational services, health and wellness, fitness, nutrition for you and your child, and more. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're looking for an open, friendly, and honest source to inform and inspire you, then you've come to the right place. I'm Mark, and I have 34 years of experience teaching kids and coaching parents, and I'm your host. I hope this podcast can inspire you to face your days more confidently, stirring a greater sense of self-love, mindfulness, and outpouring of goodness, and positive role modeling for your children, always keeping in mind your mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health. Attending to these areas will allow you to be all you hope to be for them. Today is my Thanksgiving episode, so I'll be speaking to things I'm thankful for and for things I hope we can all recognize and appreciate when it comes to our children, students, and siblings at this reflective time of year. And for a little twist on what I normally do here, I'll take us inside my kitchen where you'll hear me instruct you on a simple oatmeal cookie recipe I think you and your kids will enjoy making together and serving for the holiday. After that, stay tuned for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip followed by a good news community share for some promising and inspiring news that impact, connect, celebrate, and give hope to your child and parents like yourselves. So let's open our hearts and turn up the heat for another of our scrumptious batch of wins. Thanksgiving season is one that is a great time for us to reflect on the things that have helped us to grow throughout the past year. I know not everyone celebrates the holidays, and I want to recognize that, and still be able to speak to the larger meaning behind giving thanks. Whether or not you want to celebrate the story of the first Thanksgiving that we were all raised on and follow those traditions of a family gathering and sharing a specific meal according to your own traditions, or you want to mindfully recognize the things you are grateful for when it comes to family, career, the impact others have had on your life, the abilities you have that have helped make another's life more comfortable, and your own personal achievements. I hope that we can all agree that to take a look at what we're thankful for can bring us outside of our daily challenges to see and think about those in our lives and ourselves with gratitude. I've met so many incredible families and young neurodiverse kids this year that have challenged me to be my best when it came to advocating for them and allowing me inside their lives and trusting me to be an agent of change for them and their families. With each client, I'm introduced to new challenges that raise my awareness to new heights as to the difficulties they face. They make me wiser, more patient, and more determined to help them however I can. I'm grateful for the fuel they give me to keep my engines revving, to learn more and be more and more intentional in my craft in order to be as effective for them as I can be. I'm grateful that I continue to have the passion to find new levels in my work and that I have been able to carry my skills beyond the classroom or living room to the airwaves with this podcast so that I might be able to touch someone in need and give them the confidence and the knowledge to face their battles. This has been such an amazing adventure of discovery, feeling my way through each episode to find what this podcast can be and mean, and I'm still miles from realizing it fully. However, I'm loving the ride, and for that, I'm grateful. 
I'm grateful for the struggles, as hard and sometimes sad as they can be, because they are teachers. They've made me a better person. I believe and I encourage you to think about them in this way. It's crazy hard to imagine that when you're in the midst of them. I had the great pleasure of listening to a young author today who is a cancer survivor, and I asked her that very question. Has cancer taught her to look at life differently and with a new appreciation for having fought her battle post-recovery and in remission? Is there an appreciation for cancer? Sounds like an insane question, but struggles change us, and if we're open to what they have to show us, we can learn from them. She said, she's gotten, as she's gotten older and there's a greater distance, it's, it's happening, but not at all while she was going through it. And I get that. My hope is that in the future, I can have her as a guest on my show so you can hear her inspiring story. My mom, who was suffering with dementia, has taught me so much about love in its purest form. As her mind's agility stiffens in the soft breeze of this debilitating disease, Her core self shines brighter and brighter, the core that contains simple gratitude and love. When she sees me, she may not know my name or remember when I was last there, but she knows that I am special to her, and the look in her eyes is everything I will ever need on this earth. Everything else is other from here on. There will never be anything to match what she gives me when she expresses with a stroke of her hand across my cheek, a lean of her head into my chest and my arms, or when she has the strength to say, I love you, in that slow and drawled manner of hers, swelling my heart and making me thankful for every second we share. Being mindful parents allows you to see what your children can teach you every day. They will make you better human beings. Being aware of the gifts they are and the joys, surprises, and wonder they carry with them may enlighten and guide you in your self-growth and growth towards the kind of parent you can feel proud to be. In a world where there's so much hate spreading out in the open, let's take a step back and really check in and connect with all that we can still find to be grateful for. We have our children to remind us. Let's give them something in return to be thankful for each day. And now for your entertainment and hopefully for an ultimately happy belly. The next segment of the podcast is an oatmeal cookie recipe that I enjoy and Because it's so simple, you might try it out with your kids. It's also on the healthier tip. Fair warning, I have some allergies working today, so there will be sniffling, and I want to apologize for that. And it was recorded without a direct mic, so the sound is a little different, but I don't think it detracts. So, enjoy! Hello, everyone! As part of my Thanksgiving special podcast, I'm going to make some very simple cookies that I really love that only realistically need three ingredients, but I like to throw in some extra stuff. The original recipe just calls for oats, syrup, and peanut butter. I like to add some chocolate chips. I like to add some chia seeds and some hemp. You can basically throw in the kitchen sink with these if you want. Um, some walnut pieces, maybe some almond pieces, um, and if you like it a little extra moist, because they can be a little dry, um, but if you cook them long enough, they get crunchy, which is nice. Um, you could add a little bit of milk. Um, I usually add almond milk to it. And the peanut butter could be almond butter or any other kind of butter that, uh, you know, is close to peanut butter. 
So, because you want to have it be able to be a little thick and, and stick together. So to start, I use two cups of rolled oats. And you're not going to see, but you're going to hear the sound, which is almost the same. Okay, so that's two cups in there. Then I'm going to scoop in a half a cup of peanut butter. And that can be also, because I, I like to estimate too, I'm not always perfect with the measurements. I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. Sometimes that can be a little more or a little less. And you kind of can gauge that by how well the oats are sticking together before you actually form them into cookie shapes. Oh, prior to doing this, you want to turn your oven on to 350 and let that warm up and be ready for when you're ready. So I've scooped in the peanut butter and that's always a little sticky. And we get that off, and that's in. Um, okay, so now I would take some syrup, and I just, I'm trying something new. I just bought organic coconut syrup, because I was trying, to, I'm trying to reduce the sugar um, level in the, in the actual cookies and in my diet. And so I found that these had a lower glycemic index, and so... I'm going to try it. It's my first time. So I'm putting in a half a cup of syrup, of this syrup, which at this price is a lot of syrup, but it does help to keep the cookie together. So it may seem like a lot, but if you don't make these cookies all the time, then it's worth it. Okay. So now what I do is I take my chocolate and I just let it loose. I, I put in as much as I want. So a, couple of, a couple of shakes in this and let it all fall out. And um, because that's the, that's the cheat with this. That's the fun part, you know. These are unsweetened chocolate chips. So, you know, that's also good for your diet, low sugar. Um, if you don't care, then go for whatever kind of chocolate chips you like. You want the milk chocolate, you want the dark chocolate. These are unsweetened dark chocolate ones. And so I'm just starting to mix it up now because um, I want to see how much more, potentially, uh, syrup or peanut butter I might need. Um, or if the milk will be enough to keep it, keep it together and help me form the, the cookies that I want to cook. The... Uh, Milk is something that I hadn't really done before. A friend of mine tried this recipe and added the milk to it and can't swear by how much was put in. It's either a quarter cup to a half cup, somewhere in that vicinity. I actually like, personally, crunchy and a little overcooked. So <laughs> the dry ones don't bother me as much um, because I like the crunch. And sometimes they fall apart, and that's okay, too. They're just very simple cookies to make, and they taste delicious. And when they're done, they actually look really good. So from an aesthetic perspective, they hold up. Okay, so these are pretty good with those that amount of those ingredients. I am going to throw in some walnut pieces. And... 
you can make them a little bit smaller if you like. I mean, these are pieces, which are pretty small as it is, but I'm going to just, I'm going to break them up a little bit more and uh, let them kind of fill the bowl and not have to use as many. But they're a nice little addition to this. I, I used to make these cookies without them all the time. But again, another friend's interpretation. So now I'm adding these ingredients to it because it's nice and healthy for you. And a little extra crunch makes it fun. Okay, I am going to, this is the first time I'm actually going to use the milk. So I'm going to try a quarter cup. And I'm using unsweetened almond milk. And obviously, whatever works for you as far as your diet and preference. And the oats should be soaking the milk up pretty well. So it shouldn't be like having a bowl of cereal. You should be able to soak it up pretty good. And it looks like it's doing that. And nice, nice mixing here. Got your kids with you, they can help to mix. It's a little, it's a nice uh, forearm exercise because there's some resistance with all that peanut butter. So you get a nice little workout in your arms as well, which is good. I would totally encourage you to embrace your core as you do this, especially if you're older. <laughs> um, ideally, I've used parchment paper on a cookie sheet in the past, but I am out of parchment paper, so I'm going to use aluminum foil. It's fine. And what I may do with this is just, just spray it a little bit. I have some coconut oil spray. You can use whatever spray you want, just to lubricate the aluminum foil, so when you put the cookies on it, when you go to take them off, that they will be easier to get off. So I'm going to move that over to my working station here. And I'm going to get my hands dirty because this is a messy bit, but uh, it's worth it. Oh well, with the milk. Let's see. I don't know. I think that's too much milk, honestly. It does not stick well together. So, what I'm going to do, after I clean my hands, is I'm going to just add some more peanut butter initially. See if that's the answer. And see if that pulls this together. For those of you who are real bakers and accomplished cooks out there, you may be shaking your head, but this is what makes it fun, right? It's discovery. <laughs> okay, so I don't know that I would use the milk again, to be honest with you. Or I would use less, but I just added another big tablespoon of peanut butter. And my favorite is this Trader Joe's brand. It's really, really good, but they used to make crunchy. They stopped making the crunchy. That's the thing with them. Just as you're falling in love with the product, it goes away. So this has to be the creamy, unfortunately, for me, but there's enough crunch in the rest of this cookie. Let's see if that helps a little bit. I'm thinking 
I think that works. I think it's going to be a little looser, but you can form them into the round cookie shape. It seems to be it seems to be holding up. So, if you're going to use the milk, then add a little extra peanut butter, and I would definitely not use a half a cup of the milk. Um, I don't even know if I'd use a quarter cup of the milk. But they are making pretty decent little mounds here. Just mold them into like a little circular shape and uh, plop them on the pan. I guess the, the final judgment will come after they're cooked and I can taste them and see what the difference is. But I think that uh, either way, they're going to be, they're good. I think whether they're a little drier or a little moister, I think it'll still work. So, I'm going to say this typically gets me about 12 cookies, depending upon how big I want to make them. I like big, bigger cookies, just because that's the kid in me who likes bigger cookies. And, um, but I try to be a little bit more reasonable here. I think what I really want to do one day is just make like you know, a couple of really just huge cookies, because that's... There's nothing like seeing a, a big cookie when you're in the mood for a cookie, which is pretty much any time, any time of the day, every day, for me. But this one has a lot of peanut butter on it. That's going to be a good one. So far, well, that's a little bigger. That's okay. So let's say I got eight there. And I'm going to finish it up. And I think I'll make them a little bit bigger, so maybe I won't quite get 12 in here as a result. Probably get 11. Well, let's see. Yeah. Well, I think, actually, no, I'm going to get 12. They're gonna, it's going to be a little smaller. The 12th one's going to be a little smaller. I could always add it to the others, but I think we'll just... Just so we can say we made a nice even dozen. Who doesn't like even numbers? Especially when it's about cookies. A twelfth is better than the eleventh because it's one more. And one more cookie is better than one less cookie. And, wow, they literally look good. I'm going to take a picture of it and then I can post it. And you'll be able to see what they look like before going in. It's got to clean off the hands now because they do get very messy, which might be a test for your kids because some kids may just not like the tactile aspect of it. Oh wow, they look really good on the iPad. <laughs> I think they look better in the picture than they do in real life. Okay, so now I'm gonna the oven's all heated up and ready to go, and I'm gonna pop these in here for. 15 to 20 minutes, and that's going to depend on your preference. If you like them a little crunchier like I do, then I go for the 20 minutes. And that's going to that's going to make them a little crunchier. So if you don't like them too crunchy, then maybe you do 15, but at least 15 minutes for sure. That should be the minimum. And I will come back at the end and let you know how they turned out and I will um, taste test them. It's gonna be really exciting. Um, as exciting as this entire making of it was, and I'm hoping that you are still there. <laughs> All right, I'll be back.
Okay, welcome back. So now I'm going to take the cookies out of the cookies out of the oven, and we'll see what happened. <laughs> oh wow, they look really good. Hmm, I might have been wrong about the milk. It worked. Wow. Okay. So I put them in for 20 minutes because again I like them a little, a little crunchier. Um, and I don't mind the edges being a little bit uh, cooked, a little overcooked. So again, 15, 20 minutes, depending upon what you like. But they do look good, and I need to let them uh, cool down a little bit before I taste test it. So I will be back with that in a few minutes. Never had them this soft before. So let's see. I'll taste it now. Wow. Yeah, that's different. Definitely moisture. The milk certainly makes a difference for sure. Mm, they stay together, which is always <laughs> positive. Um, but yeah, they're way more moist. That's great. Yeah, so I would definitely uh, encourage to add some milk. I wouldn't put more than a quarter cup and probably less, but if you like it crunchier, the less, then you put less milk in, but I still will probably make them without the milk because I do like the extra crunch. So that's up to your taste. But I think this is a success. I took a picture of them, all cooked, and I will post the picture. And um, I think it's a great activity for your kids to do with you. I think it's fun, it's messy, and it's pretty simple. Again, it's three basic ingredients. Oats, some sort of peanut butter or almond butter, and syrup. And then again, you can just add to it whatever you like. I put the chocolate chips in, I put some chia seeds in there, I put some hemp seeds in there. Maybe even some dried blueberries might be nice. So any way you want to kind of raise the level of flavor. And um, they could be fun for Thanksgiving. You know, it's not a typical... Thanksgiving dish, dessert, but might be something that the kids can participate in and feel proud of on Thanksgiving Day and something to be thankful for. So I hope you enjoyed this and got something out of it, and maybe you'll try them. And if you do, please let me know how they came out. I'd love to hear your feedback. All right. Here's to you. Here's to healthy eating. Cheers. It's time now for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip. Today's tip comes from me. If you're struggling with your child picking out clothes in the morning, try selecting clothes together for the week on a Sunday night. Get a closet hanging organizer and label the compartments with the days of the week. Each morning, your child need only go to the day and put on the pre-selected outfit. Today's good news community share comes from MindsHealer.com. Jia Ray, in the year 2020, a young 11-year-old girl from Mumbai, set a world record when she swam from Elephanta Island to Gateway of India in 3 hours and 27 minutes, as opposed to the set time of 4 hours and 21 minutes by the Maharashtra State Swimming Body. 
It is a celebration in itself, but what is more splendid is that she did not let her disability stop her from achieving huge things. Gia was diagnosed with autism, but with her father's support and her courage, she became the youngest and the first special needs girl in the world to swim 14 kilometers in 207.5 minutes. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join me each week to hear about topics close to your heart and welcome fresh and informative insights into areas that are new to you. It's an honor to have you tune in and a pleasure to share with you. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Special Ed Rising, Facebook at Special Ed Rising, and on my website, SpecialEdRising.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. You can contact me directly with questions, comments, or if you're interested in parent coaching, through my email, specialedrising at gmail.com, or my contact pages on Facebook or my website. It would be wonderful to share some of your success stories, which I can add to the community share page of my website. And with your permission, I'd love to share your submission with the audience. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about, And until next time, peace and keep rising.